Super Swag Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Super Swag Podcast. This is episode 87. Thanks for tuning in this week. Um, we're doing we're doing a little something different. I mean, we, uh, we start out with the news, kind of lightly, and we, we we branch off a little. We start out with the light news, and then yeah. we go into some not so light news. That's old news. Ooh, no, we go dark, light with Obi Wan, and then dark again. It was dark before Obi Wan. I don't know. We started talking about death for like a second, and then we went into <laughs> Obi Wan. It, it's a depressing episode. Yeah, it's a rough one. Um, just uh, it's, it's a rough one. We, we we've been telling you for a few weeks in a row that we were going to cover a couple of wrestling tragedies, and we we picked the two that uh i had more knowledge of than the other ones so uh and the lo- a lot of this is uh just based off of memory it's not a whole as much looking and having like notes and stuff to go off of so you remember a lot it's because i'm a junkie for shit that just doesn't mean anything <laughs> um I-, I i can't keep useless knowledge my dad's told me that my whole life <laughs> uh so please enjoy uh we will see you guys in a minute Did you listen to the newest Sword and Scale episode? Yeah, it was honestly kind of one of, in the weirdest way, like the most surprising one. Yeah, the guy was covered in mud. No, no, like I just think it was more surprising because like nobody ever just like, yeah, I'm guilty and I deserve to be punished. Yeah, and like not even people who are like remorseful. insane don't do that. Yeah, but he was like still remorseful about it. Yeah, while still being like that, like not like the insane like yeah. I fucking deserve to be locked up here because I'll fucking do it again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Where it was just like full acceptance, and it was just like, whoa. Yeah, it definitely felt genuine, and uh, it was kind of weird when he called. What was it? He was calling his teacher or something, and he said, "I think I have to kill my parents." It was, uh, yeah, I think it was like his. Uh, I forget what kind of teacher it was, but it was like someone he really yeah. looked up to. Yeah, and it, it, he didn't give a reason as to why he did it. Right? I don't think he did. It, it was he had a mental break. Oh, it was a break. He, he was... Yeah, I'm about to break. Yeah, he was later diagnosed as schizophrenic and oh, yeah, yeah, bipolar. Right, yeah. So it was literally him just having like a psychotic break and... Kind of like blacking out. Yeah. That's scary. Well, especially when you listen to Mike Boudet's retelling of like what they found in the evidence. Yeah. Because first he kills the live-in nurse. Yeah. And then he kills the mom. And it takes minutes while her parents are immobile and unable to reach a phone and have to sit and watch their grandson kill their daughter. Yeah, and left a hole in her head. Yeah. It's fucking insane. And then go and proceed to kill both of them. Yeah. Like, it's fucking bananas. It's bananas. Uh, Did uh, did I say why he was covering them? I forgot. Well, that's the thing. They are like, it doesn't make sense because he was essentially trying to cover the evidence initially. And then he felt bad enough about it afterwards where he just went up to someone's house and was like, I killed But he was naked. People. Because he was trying to get rid of the clothes oh, and everything. Oh, okay. So he might have fallen in the dirt as he was trying to bury his clothes or do something, something like that. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, he was just trying to, like, hide all the evidence because yeah. he didn't want to get caught. And then he went and turned himself in. Yeah. Well, so, sort of the shock of it at first, that's my, probably instinctually the thing you do is try oh, to, like, hover shit up. See... <sighs> 
I would like to think knowing and listening to certain things, I would act differently, but I would probably panic just the same. Yeah. It, as most people, not this specific situation, obviously, but it'd be hard not to. It's because if he blacked out, he just woke up and like, be like, what the fuck yeah. happened? Here? It, it's at that point, it's fight or flight, not only for your life, but like self-preservation to like continue to be free. Uh huh. So it just complicates your morals. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. And like what you would actually do. Right. Do you think you could actually kill somebody? At any point. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. See, I want to say like the hard ass version and be like, yes. Like, fuck yeah. But I know how emotional I was all growing up. I think I could physically do it, but I don't know if I could live with it. Okay. If that makes sense. Mm. I don't think I'd have as much of a hard time like convincing myself to do it or actually like committing the action. Right. It's the moral consequence of just dealing with yourself afterwards. Mm-hmm. That would bother me. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's a loaded question. It's wild. I have something I want to kill. I really am curious. No, that's a bad. I can't do that. Do it. I can't do At it. This point, <laughs> I just can't, fucking no, do it. I can't do it. God damn it. Oh. After the podcast. Yeah, if I remember. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking text you right yeah, now. Yeah, because so. I, we did this last week too. I think. Uh, yeah, I remember. I, I remember exactly what it was. But I'm gonna text you both of those right now, so I don't forget because that happens regularly. Okay. Um. I killed the. <laughs> oh. <laughs> if, if it's what I think it is. If you okay. want, if you want it. So, if you want we've already started off on the train oh, okay. of talking about death. Death. Should we death. Uh, should we delve slightly deeper into that? Yeah, yeah. All right. Are we going straight? Okay, yeah. I I think so. Unless you want to cover a couple other things first. I mean, I have nothing other than I mean, I have nothing to report. Uh, other than Obi-Wan's season finale tomorrow or series finale. I don't know which one. Hope f- I don't I don't know which one I want. <laughs> I know, that's why I'm conflicted too, because like I wanna see um uh Cal Kestis. I was trying to think uh Cameron Monaghan. I wanna see him that, I think you're you're expecting too much there. I I know, but Especially, because when it doesn't happen you're gonna be so pissed off. I don't know if I'll be pissed off. I'll, I'll be, pissed. be slightly disappointed. But like it just seems like the perfect opportunity because and he's an actor there's supposed to be like a five-year jump between fallen jedi and survivor which is right around where this would land so it's like it'd be a wasted opportunity not to yeah but at the same time they've already wasted other opportunities so so i'm like i don't know man either way I, I just, I don't know. Disney even, Star Wars doesn't feel like it looks that far ahead to me. Even if this next episode hits, like on all still, like it's fucking like legit, mm-hmm. it's still not going to make up for what they've done. Yeah. This is not. <laughs> I agree. The, I, the season as a whole will kind of be like mediocre. There's a lot of things. Here, here, really fast. If you were in charge of making an Obi-Wan show from scratch. Yeah. What would it be? Uh, the first shot is you get a you get a shot like a wide shot of Tatooine, and all of a sudden you see Obi Wan just pop up 
He's like sweating and his hair is all fucking like disheveled and shit. And then you zoom out more and he's fucking naked. And he's just standing in the middle of the desert like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) And then he turns around. Like it's like one still shot and he turns around to look around and his lightsaber is like in his ass crack. Like just like, oop, sticking there. And he's like, what? And he grabs it and he's like, oh shit. I don't feel like you're being legit. (laughs) On that last one. Fantastic opening. Could you imagine? It would be wild for yeah. sure. So um, honestly, I don't know. I think I would have spent more time. I probably would have spent not half the first episode, but a, like maybe a quarter of the first episode on Coruscant in the Jedi Temple as Order 66 mm-hmm. is happening. Maybe follow that a little more. And obviously, the, what they did with Obi-Wan, like living a normal life, that stuff was good. Like they mm-hmm. could keep that, but... I don't know. I feel like they spent too much time on the Leia stuff. I wouldn't have put that much in there. Um, Reva's good, but I think they focused too much on her, too. Oh, uh, I'd probably take it a little bit more of her way. Um, and also, I think that, like, when she actually confronts Vader, she should die. Well, it's like, how do you not know that he's going to sense that shit? You yeah. can't just go up to him and, like, do that <laughs> shit. I'm like, come it, on. That was pretty whack yeah and i don't know like obviously i understand why leia was introduced because you need something to get him off of tatooine right to start the story so that makes sense but like i'd like return her right away and like not deal with it see and i feel here's how i would have done it i'm okay with him severing himself off from the force like yeah that makes sense that part makes sense yeah but him refusing to help another jedi doesn't i think that makes sense too i don't because he was always so altruistic even if it meant that hey you don't need to use your force like that's fine but i mean if you gotta look like he's lost anakin he thinks he's dead all the jedi are falling the empire's taking over like you would think like that would kind of break him he'd be like you know what fuck this see if that's the case then write a story about that about i mean they started to well that's my point like you can completely ignore leia you can completely... Oh, what no, would not be completely. the inciting incident, though? That, that, that's the inciting incident, is he runs into this Jedi oh, who okay. tries to convince him to help, and he refuses, And but it's more than just the one Jedi. And then he starts seeing him get picked off one by one by one. Then he decides, all right. Yeah, like it, like, a, like a Gran Torino moment, uh, essentially, like... Got a light. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, seriously, he should have, like... It should have been something more... Heroic. Like, it is cool to hear the conversations between him and Leia. Right. I'm not going to deny that. But at mm-hmm. the same time, it'd be more interesting to see him come back to being a Jedi right. through helping other Jedi because, I mean, it kind of remind him what he fought for in the beginning and stuff like that. Yeah. I appreciate them wanting to involve Leia and Luke, mm-hmm. but you just touch way too many fucking things on the way there. Yeah. It should have been a story about either, like I said, that or a story about Darth Maul coming back for revenge. Okay. If, if it's in canon that he's alive and Obi-Wan ends up being the one killing him down the road anyways. Yeah. Don't you think that'd be the fucking story you tell? Hmm. It, it, yeah, it's hard. It, it, I don't know. Cause I, I like, like I said, I like what they did with Obi-Wan personally, mm-hmm. but all these different storylines didn't, didn't mesh. Like you could have just stuck with like the main thing. Yeah. Like and, him going after, like not going after Vader, but like, the way he found out that Anakin was alive was all right. Um, 
they kind of did it different in a in a book. I forget which book it is, mm-hmm. but Obi Wan's like in a cantina and he just hears people talking about Darth Vader because obviously people are going to talk about Darth Vader because he's like this huge thing. And That's why I don't understand ten years of no mention. Yeah, yeah. So he's in this cantina and he hears it and then he like puts two and two together and he freaks out. But in this series, Reva's the one who kind of reveals it to him. So. See, yeah, I, I don't know. I struggle with a lot of, like, thoughts about this series. Because, like, Star Wars Star Wars was, like, honestly my first, like, real, real fandom. Like, before I ever got into, like, DC and stuff like that. That was the I one that, like... Spider-Man was first for me, and then this. I, I, Star Wars for me. I don't really? know why. Like, it was just one of those things that, like, I really latched on to. Like, okay. the games, the movies the toys like it was one of it was because my dad pushed it really hard <laughs> it's yeah. the same re- thing with my kids with batman so um yeah so i don't know it's just <sighs> wild to me and this is i brought this up because uh one of the guys at work is really into star wars mm-hmm. and i kind of brought this up like it'd be cool to have a series probably i don't know if it work as a series better or a movie but have a story where it's like a die hard in, in the star wars universe where you follow like two random jedi that have no connection to anybody else in the jedi temple on coruscant and it's you follow them as they're trying to escape the temple while order 66 is happening okay kind of like a like a die hard in or star wars. like like an escape from new york yeah kind of deal but they won't do serious. it yeah because it <sighs> that needs to be kind of dark obviously that could actually be really good i'm just curious <sighs> You, so you said just like completely original characters, basically? Yeah. No carryovers? No. You can, well, obviously, you can mention some people, but yeah. like have the main character like be like just a Jedi. That way, you have a window into like this whole thing from fresh eyes. See, I'd be okay with that. That, yeah. that sounds interesting. Yeah. Even continuing there, I think it would work better as a series. You do that for the first season, and then the second season, like a man on the run type thing. Yeah. Like a U.S. Marshals. Yeah, like stuff like that would be cool. Yeah, I, I, that actually sounds fantastic. Yeah, as a show, but nobody comes to me for the. Uh, I know. <laughs> um, but I, oh, so my my big thing with this series is just if they didn't fuck with canon so much and certain things like just pieces of logic, like me and you talked about this before the podcast. Oh, new logic album out now. Oh too. fuck me, it's actually pretty decent. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah, I know you were kind of clowning on it before. Yeah, it's, it came just, out. it's just him rapping, having yeah. fun. That's fair. So, yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to remember exactly what I was saying. So, like, through all logic, you would have to, like, pay attention to the um, little mentions and, like, specific quotes from the old movies. Like, me and you talked about when he says, last time I saw you, I was the... I was able to learn it. And now I am the master. master. Yeah. Um, master Pedro. <laughs> Oh, and then you have the Obi-Wan jerk off. <laughs> the Obi-Wan you and my father fought together in the Clone Wars and that shit. Yeah. Like she never fucking met him before. Yeah. yeah you saved my life. I don't know how many fucking times. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a kidnapping situation. It's not something a 10 year old's going to forget anytime yeah, soon. And she jumped to how many planets? <laughs> like three planets. We're on three or four now. Yeah. So I'm like, mm. Yeah, it, it's it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. They're pushing it. They're pushing I, actually, it. it might be five because I don't. I always forget about the prison planet, the uh, fortress Inquisitorius. Yeah, which is also in the game. Yeah, 
which fucking I geeked out for the first time yeah. I saw that. I was like, oh, bitch. Yeah. And I, I also knew, always like that. I also knew the Inquisitor wasn't dead, so they didn't break canon there. Yeah. I, I figured they were going to bring him back, which they didn't show how they brought him back. He's just there. Yeah. He's going to kill Reva, I think. I, I did like the line, uh, revenge is a... Uh, is a dish best served cold? <laughs> no. <laughs> <sighs> revenge, ah, I forget. Does what? Does one? Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, I, gotta I gotta look up the fucking exact quote. I'm, I'm like, I love it. I really do think he's gonna kill Reba though. He's be the one because she don't show up in again, so she's gonna have to die. See, I'm I'm debating unless she just takes off and joins the Jedi or try to just tries to go find the missing Jedi. Um. I wear my hair back and forth. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, uh, revenge is uh, revenge. I wish I could do his voice. Revenge. A grand inquisitor. Yeah, the grand inquisitor. I don't know what he says. Grand inquisitor revenge quote. Revenge can be sexy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I don't even know how we're stuck on this. <laughs> God damn it! Come on, bro. Balls, bro. Mean? Do you have the Disney Plus app? I don't. Want it's like it's something. <laughs> it's something like revenge is an excellent motivator, uh, or reason to live, or something like. I don't fucking know. I, it's hard to believe I can't find it when you type in <laughs> Grand Inquisitor Revenge quote. <laughs> like, come on, bro. <laughs> I typed in the same shit. Oh shit! <laughs> come on, bro. Revenge is... <laughs> Revenge does wonders for the will to live, don't you think? Where'd you find that? I didn't even click on the full fucking what page. What the fuck? It's right here. It's quotes by Grand Inquisitor. <laughs> oh, fuck! <laughs> okay, yeah, so Revenge is a dish messer. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Oh, fuck no. Oh, my head Anyway, uh, yeah, it's gonna end with him and Reva getting it on, and then he kills her. <laughs> Do you think he has... Never mind. Go ahead. I think you get... A, this is... Already, it's going to sound dirtier than I meant it. There's going to be a three-way fight. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be Vader, Obi-Wan, and Reva. All duking it out against each other. Because they all have reason to go against each other, realistically. Because she feels betrayed by Obi-Wan with the situation that from the end of the big. last episode. I don't know. Like for the Disney How do you one yeah. up that fight though from episode three? Episode three. Revenge of the Sith. Oh, easy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, the only reason that fight was cool is because they like it's un it's really an unrealistic fight. But it's who the so fuck moves around that much <laughs> when they fight? Let's walk through this hallway so we can create sparks. <laughs> it's fucking cool. I mean, though. it's cool. I it, love it. It's visually one of the best fight scenes of all it time. It is, but it doesn't make sense. <laughs> That's like fair. there's too choreographed it's too perfect there's even a, a spot where they fucking just swing the lightsabers around themselves <laughs> like meow, 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 and then they go back i'm like what the fuck's going on oh shit it's just george lucas coming all over the fucking place <laughs> that man did lose a lot of control at certain points yeah that's him jizzing everywhere at the end what did he get like 4.5 billion dollars from star wars yeah and that's not including all the money he made before he sold it? Yeah. It's fucking bananas. He'd be a billionaire. 
but yeah so i i think i don't know um (laughs) i think the final fight will be on lucifer i think i might stay up till one in the morning to watch it i'm can i I know you can't you have to work in the morning well i i would but i can't (laughs) why (laughs) oh i (laughs) think for an answer (laughs) no i don't know i probably if i do i'll just fall asleep during it anyway that's how i do shit so i'm about to wait till tomorrow See, I think I wouldn't even have to worry about falling asleep. I just need to know how long this fucking episode. If it's 40 minutes, I'm going to be pissed. It needs to be an hour if it's the last episode. And we're not going to know until we watch it. And huh? Yeah, until it comes out. And then you fucking go on there, balls. it's just 35 minutes. <laughs> Oh, that would feel like a slap in the face, though. Yeah, I mean, it's already been kind of like a half, like a kind of like a light slap in the face so far. What they haven't you, really like fucking winded what up. What would you do if they just up. absolutely fucked it up in the sixth episode? <laughs> like just destroyed the whole fucking thing. <laughs> like they have like fucking Darth Vader kill Obi Wan or some stupid shit. <laughs> I, I, wouldn't, wouldn't, I wouldn't watch anything Star Wars again. <laughs> it would be fucking dog shit. I'd burn my collar and lightsaber and make a video out of it, like people do with the uh, clothes they really <laughs> like the Colin Kaepernick jerseys yeah. and the Nike products. Yeah, I'd do the same thing. <laughs> and the Carhartt shit. Mm-hmm. The smartest thing people have ever done. What? Burning good clothes. Yeah, after you buy them. After you buy them. Yeah, I'm like... Really sticking it to the fucking company. (laughs) Ooh, you still got all that money I gave you before, right? Yeah, you fucking idiots. A lot of that shit is for, obviously, clout. It is, but what the... I don't get why... Fucking donate the clothes. No. Do something. That won't be as interesting as a a video to do. You don't have to make a video. How about that? But they they will they want to it's for the clout see like those I, people play to their base so well see I want to do shit like that sometimes like in my head where I'm like ooh this could help progress and make it to where like we could grow the channel and then I'm like that shit just sounds too needy and too bitchy I mean we could do and, it as a joke but it'd be hard to convince people as a joke because you know yeah. people on the internet oh, yeah. they will just bitch at us and like oh, call yeah. us and well I had that moment the other day I posted something on fucking Facebook and then I have Damien and three other people laughing at me <laughs> all, I felt bad and I'm like damn people are probably <laughs> thinking I was word. fine with it I was worried my parents are gonna be like damn Damien's a dick <laughs> uh, no but I was like it, it, it was just Josh I know. but it's, it's one of those things like you hear all the time but like you can see how quickly people can turn anything you do against yeah. you oh by the way they lost in spectacular fashion last night yes I, I was uh, I kept myself happy by saying hey at least we didn't lose as bad as they did against us the yeah. game before until it next, still sucked until tomorrow the Avalanche are going to lose hard too oh no I mean if we lose we lose if but those fuckers win on Friday we're going to have to go to work on Saturday and print like oh, a, you, almost 2,000 shirts to print. yeah fuck yeah I hope they ruin your day. I mean, I'll make more money, I guess, but I really don't want to go on Saturday. (laughs) Oh, fuck, dude. That'll be a... That'll be a fucking... Have you watched any of this uh, Stanley Cup series so far? Uh, No, I haven't watched it. I I checked the score last night just to see what it was, but um, I haven't watched anything. I saw a couple fights. Oh, there was a fuck ton of fights yesterday. Is Um, it because they were losing? It was the same. It's the same in every fucking hockey game, but, dude, Stanley Cup playoffs... Every year, people just want to beat the shit out of each other. It's just yeah. that animosity of going for the gold. It's- I saw a video of a Lightning fan sitting down uh, after the 7-0 loss, and it just said, when you spend $1,000 to see your favorite team like get shut out, <laughs> fuck them. I'm like, damn, that, that sucks. That brutal. I had yeah. people coming to the liquor store after the game just fucking going crazy, but seeing a bunch of people, uh, like the whole fucking stadium singing... Uh, 
rock show uh blink 182's rock show i've heard that and when i went to the avalanche game um last season mm-hmm. or was it the beginning it might have been the beginning of the season um they did all the small things okay yeah because i just remember the lyrics were um say it ain't so i will not go turn the lights off carry me home yeah um, and give me whole, some blow yeah, the <laughs> whole fucking crowd's just going nuts yeah. all in unison yeah they need to do uh venom by eminem <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine everybody use some venom <laughs> and they all have the lyrics perfectly fucking down no that'd be in- insane um geez. i was actually really pissed this whole last season because usually my family will get together a few times a year and we'll watch a couple games yeah um this whole last year we all have dish and altitude blocked out everything dish the whole fucking year dish is a sham of itself or shell of itself or dish blocked out everything altitude the whole yeah. year because they couldn't come to an agreement on uh come. payment for uh the games and stuff yeah so finally about halfway through the season we were able to find there's this website and i, I don't know if we should share it but it's any nhl66.ir you can watch games completely free and it's fantastic okay um but hopefully that uh series ends up going well for us but that last game was beautiful not the previous game but right yeah yeah um so we kind of teased talking about death a little bit how would you like death, to introduce death this? is a good band um i've never heard of them <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> <laughs> learning history um <laughs> what, what now <laughs> what history? which is wrong history of death metal oh i mean yeah probably sure oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, how would you like to uh introduce death is something that we all we're all we we will all will we all, we will all come across someday um Hopefully. sometimes death comes to you pause and sometimes <laughs> death comes in you um, <laughs> i mean technically it did uh, the death came in her i don't know like well how old was this kid what are we talking about oh him he him he i'm uh, him sorry he was like six or eight okay so death came in her eight years prior what because death yeah i get it now because he holy is, shit no that's too much i might cut that out that's fucking wild. I'm, oh shit that's dark oh my god should i cut that out i don't know i think you might need to leave it <laughs> that's a little too rough i'm sorry that's insensitive as fuck <laughs> um okay oh yeah maybe don't rewind should i take that out okay um so i can hit see the the peak in the audio Okay. It's just these, like I see on the timeline. I'll have to fucking like search for it. Oh, well, there you go. Um, yeah, <laughs> that was bad. That was really bad. Oh shit! Oh my god. Okay. <clears throat> Death comes to us every now and then. <laughs> okay. Oh uh, no. Today. Uh. So the main thing we wanted to talk about today. Well, we've been planning on doing this for a while. We wanted to like go over like famous what would you say wrestling tragedies yeah yeah and i think we probably just delve into like different tragedies every now and then too because mm-hmm. like we're big fans of the true crime the macabre uh true crime streets of la is better than 
the New York game. But. I will say I did love the New York game too, just because yeah. you got to play a Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Or no, that's LA. That's LA. Well, what was New York? New York then? was was it anybody? I don't think it was any, anybody was in that game. Oh yeah, LA was better. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, we like true crime. And we like true crime. Um, Christopher Walken. Yeah. Fucking ridiculous. Uh, uh, <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yo, Park. No, you do it so much better when you're off the fucking recording. I'm trying to think of the line from True Romance when he's talking shit to Dennis <laughs> Hopper. Your part cantaloupe. But you get the point. Uh, but yeah, we like true crime and we like true crime. Okay, sue me. I'll spit a racial, a racial slur, honky, sue me. That was from Rate Mom. I know. Lotto. <laughs> Fuck Lotto. I'll, I'll get, get the, the seven, seven digits from your mother for a dollar tomorrow. <laughs> We're white. Look, um, Zoop Dog just got a fucking boob job. <laughs> Hibbity hoopla! Okay. I hear her, a word you said. Hibbity hoopla! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, we like true crime. We like true crime. What can I say? Um, <laughs> so we wanted to like talk about this shit. Um, famous wrestling tragedies. Well, mainly, I think we have two, two of them. Uh, yeah. Well, one of them yeah. will be a lot quicker than the other. Should we start with that one? You might as well start with that one because I don't know much about it. All right. You do. Uh, you are the wrestling fan. <laughs> So, it, I, I want to get the exact year right and the uh, event correct as well. Fuck yeah, bro. Um, you think doctors? Is I, th- right I think we'll start with the tragedy of Owen Hart. Um, oh, that, yeah. Keep going. I'm going to pull up this lyric. What lyric? I swear to God. No, it's not bad. I just, oh, yeah, I just remember. I remember. Um, so, in uh, 1999, at a uh, WWF at the time pay-per-view... Uh, Owen Hart had another uh, wrestling uh, alter ego called uh, I want to the the Blue Blazer, and he was supposed to enter the ring in spectacular fashion on a zip line. Yeah, because uh, there's a Bones lyric about him in really? a song called Owen. Oh yeah, Bones is he says. Mick Foley car crash dropping like Owen R.I.P. to the blue fucking blazer and fuck the people behind the scenes that didn't make sure it was safer. Holy shit. I like it. Yeah, the song's Owen. Now I gotta listen to more Bones. Fuck. Oh, he has a shit ton of wrestling. Especially in his early music, he had a bunch of wrestling references. Oh, you want to also hear the name of the pay-per-view that he died at? It seems kind of fucked Like when you look at him side by side. Okay. It's called Over the Edge. It's Holy a, shit! It's dark, dude. Like over the edge. Yeah. But as he's coming down, they uh, they did not take proper safety precautions beforehand at all. Um, I remember watching Dark Side of the Ring, and uh, Martha Hart, his widow, is talking about how the harness, or the uh, carabiner on the harness, <laughs> was only built to support like up to five pounds of pressure for the release god damn how you, that's like i don't know he's at least 200 something yeah so that coming off of the release is like yeah Bing. so he got like part of the way down and then he fell onto the ropes from like 20 feet 30 feet up that's good enough to yeah and then i you'll i'll never forget the call like just listening to it um 
of Jim Ross, who was actually like a really close friend and obviously one of the, like the most popular commentators. Jim all Ross wrestling. is the cowboy hat guy. Yeah, he he has uh, Bell's palsy, so he always looks. Yeah, he looks like he's t- like a cartoon talking. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the greatest commentators in like all of wrestling yeah. history, though. He's fantastic. You son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, and I like when they do that. Shit. I, I love. Uh, uh, Every time, oh my God, he's dead! Yeah, <laughs> like every fucking time, like especially back in the day during like the Stone Cold and uh, uh, the Rock stuff and yeah. Triple H and all. Oh, especially like Mankind falling off of the fucking uh, Hell in a Cell or end through, like yeah, it was fucking terrifying. It's like late nineties, early two thousands era. Yeah, just fantastic, and he's yeah. still doing pretty good work over on AEW too. Oh, he's on AEW. Yeah, strictly. Oh, uh, yeah. He he's been okay. with AEW since its inception in okay. 2019. Yeah, I saw that Pat Mc- McAfee uh, was an announced uh, commentator, or whatever, for a little bit. Uh, WWE. He still is. Uh, was it WWE? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, right. NXT was uh, what he was. He even wrestled at NXT for a short period of time. Did he really? Yeah. Uh, he had a really really good match last year. Oh wow! Against uh, or maybe it was the year before against uh, Adam Cole. It was a really really good match. It oh, was like okay. th- three on three or four on four in a war games match, I think. Okay. Um. Oh fuck. But uh, I'll never forget uh, Jim Ross like doing the call right after having to announce to the world before his widow had even been called uh, to let her know that he didn't make it announcing to the world that uh he died and then they continued the pay-per-view is there footage uh not that i can find i've tried to look it up just out of morbid curiosity multiple times i'm sure you could find it on something other than youtube like i could probably look it up right now on google and find it i found it Uh, did you really The life and death. are they really different? I think maybe it's oh, a no. link. Oh, you piece of shit. Oh, you fuckers. Just screenshots. Yeah. Oh, no. Heart fall. Oh, shit. Here we go. Is that, is this it? No, I don't think so. I don't think it was a. You might be able to find it on there. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, and obviously, like, it, it feels kind of gross looking it up, but at the same time, it's just like, that morbid curiosity is hard to avoid. Yeah, it's only natural. So he found neck on the rope? Uh, it was it was either his neck or his back. Either way, it was not uh, pretty. Yeah. But that that kind of velocity and just... Oh, this shows how it happened, uh, anim- uh, animatically. Is it a word? Your animality. I'm it, sure his wife how, made. That's sh- how it happened. Uh, I'm sure his wife made Boom. sure. Oh my god! So he fell on his. Looks like his back, like towards his neck. Yeah, upper back, and it folded him in. Oh fuck, dude! Like, yeah. and at that speed too. Yeah, and apparently, like there wasn't a whole lot of time between the fall and like them declaring him dead. That's wild. I wonder what the what damage exactly caused him to die. 
damage to the spine into the brain uh probably that i'm sure it probably fucked with his ability to breathe because it didn't become like a it probably severed like a nerve that made it to where it wasn't like an automatic function anymore it's like your lungs are technically near your upper back too yeah so it's uh, yeah it's there, wild there's a lot that you could fuck up doing yeah um, but if you ever do get a chance, if you go on Hulu, you can watch the uh, Dark Side of the Ring episode on that, and you get a lot of insight into, uh, like, the next day, uh, Martha Hart took her son onto the catwalk where his dad repelled from to show him, like, this is what happened, and, like, you're gonna have to probably grow up quick and like this sucks but it's the reality yeah you're the man of the house now like this is the type of shit that is coming um uh, up until this last year and this this is another reason why i love AEW so much up until this last year martha hart and her children refused to do anything with wrestling like absolutely They've sued WWE multiple times every time they tried to use Owen Hart's name, which is a really hard thing to avoid because they always have his brother, Bret Hart, come back. Yeah. And they had Jen the Anvil Neidhart for the longest time. And to be able to bring those people back and never being able to mention Owen Hart, never put him in a video game, never sell an action figure with his name on it again, stuff like that, that did a lot of damage to WWE's reputation. Um, they were, she refused to do anything with any wrestling company for the longest time. And then uh, about three or four months ago, uh, they alongside AEW announced, uh, two tournaments in his honor, uh, with full endorsement from the family and everything. And it was just kind of really cool. It was another like kind of middle finger to WWE at the same time. It's kind of wild how the WWE kind of like almost seems cursed in a way. Oh, especially lately. Uh, I know we're kind of going veering off into tangential territory, but do you hear about the shit going on now? No. So, uh, Vince McMahon has officially stepped down as CEO (laughs) because, and his daughter has, uh, been put in place as the new CEO. Because he got caught uh, a few years ago. There was a paralegal. Uh, her wages were about $100,000 a year. And then she started an affair with Vince McMahon. And her wages went up to about $200,000 a year. When he was done with her, he uh, basically... The, the way it was phrased was gave her to the uh, guy who's in charge of... John Laurinaitis, he's the uh, head of uh, talent relations at WWE. And then proceeded to pay her hush money uh, about $3 million over the course of like five or six years of his own money. And so now the entire company is under investigation. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's had to step down and all that. Like just really bad light in the last Damn. week. Like since the last podcast. That's why. Um, so yeah, it's kind of crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, so there's not a whole lot more to go into with the Owen Hart story in particular. I definitely got to go and watch. You said it's on Hulu? Yeah. Are all of them on Hulu? Uh, all three seasons are on Hulu, okay. yeah. And, and, uh, Each season, episode is something different? Uh, most of the time. Every now and then, like, usually the first episode, well, the first episode of season two and season three are uh, two-part episodes. So, uh, the season two one is going to be what we're going to talk about next, split into two episodes. And then season three is the Brian Pillman story. Okay. Um, 
but for the most part they are all one episode okay uh and there's some wild shit in there like it's it's really interesting to go back and look at some of that like the curse of the von eric's family which would be fun to talk about at some point uh stuff like that but uh we're gonna end up talking about prob to my memory and it's another thing i'll never forget especially because i was a lot more into wrestling at this time um was the death of Chris Benoit and his uh, wife and youngest child. Yes, and it's... It's it's so wild one. Cause it's, yeah, it's, it's wild. Yeah. There's a lot of um, conspiracy theories about this one that I don't know how much we'll touch on. I might touch on one that I've heard of, but yeah. there's yeah. a lot uh, of miscommunication and conflicting stories that happened when this uh case was coming out yeah so it's wild yeah um i will so i don't even have to look this up i can't remember the exact date i'm pretty sure it was 2008 um i might i'll have you look that up if you don't mind what uh, is it uh the death of chris benoit oh, okay yeah um i'll never forget the pay-per-view though because i was watching it with my dad it was one of it was like within the first few years of me like really 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 getting into wrestling and buying all the pay-per-views mm-hmm. um it was night of champions and the match was supposed to be cm punk versus chris benoit cm punk oh yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah. i forget <laughs> this was it was like a long time ago but it wasn't as long ago as yeah like, it was like 2008 seven 2007 wait yeah yeah, on the 24th. It took place 22nd, June 22nd to June 24th. Because each day he mm-hmm. did. did of, of 2007? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'll never forget watching that pay-per-view. And I remember the big thing at the time was Vince McMahon had was doing the storyline where someone blew up his limousine when he got into it. Oh yeah. I've yeah. never seen that. Yeah. Uh, it was like fucking everywhere. So the following episode of, uh, like the, fo- the first episode of the following week was supposed to be Vince McMahon's funeral. And so like, there's all that going on while I'm watching all these matches, uh, night of champions and the match, one of the matches I was actually most looking forward to, I believe it was for the ECW title. Um, was Chris Benoit and CM Punk, and last minute, there's a no-show from Chris Benoit, no one can get a hold of him, and they put in John Morrison, or you remember Johnny Nitro? Yep. Yeah. They put him in uh, to wrestle CM Punk instead, and it was a good match, and uh, I think John Morrison might have even won, but it was... Like, just kind of like a nothing thought. It was just like, whatever. Wake up the next morning, and WWE is running this. I went to go watch it, expecting the funeral. You start the episode with Vince McMahon alone in the ring, which I was really confused about. I was like, okay, they're trying to play it off like it's something that he recorded before his death to, like, a last will and testament or whatever. And then you start listening to the words that he's saying. It's in a completely empty arena. Like, they canceled an entire fucking show. And refunded everybody their tickets. Because Chris Benoit and his wife had died. Mm -hmm. And their kid. And they were going under the assumption that some freak accident happened. They had no details. So they run this giant tribute show. And some people actually think they did have the details. 
And I've heard that too. Yeah. I've, I've heard a lot of conflicting stuff and mm-hmm. we'll get into the conspiracy theories of it uh, yeah. towards the end yeah. for sure. But that is one of the big ones. Yeah. Um, so they do this giant tribute show. You show some of your most uh, important and biggest characters on the screen, all breaking character to pay tribute to their friend. They're all bawling their eyes out. Your edges, your Cena's, your triple H's, your CM Punk's, your Jericho, your Hardy's, your Jericho's, all of them. Um, and this was a couple of years after Eddie Guerrero had died too. So it was just kind of like a cherry on top of that. Cause they were best friends. Um, oh yeah. Cause when Eddie Guerrero died, uh, they did the same thing. And then, uh, Chris Benoit was like one, like probably the most broken up about it. Yeah. Like you could tell and that probably that fucked with them a lot. That and, yeah. And you watch dark side of the ring and Vicky talk, uh, Guerrero talks about how uncomfortable she was around him after Eddie died. Cause he would just show up and start bawling at their house. Yeah. Like just break down. Um, to the point where she like didn't feel comfortable and like almost stopped letting him around. Like yeah. it, it was that like hard for her because it just brought it up. As soon as she would like start healing, he would just fucking come over when he would have his days off and shit and just lose it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so then like it was, I'll never forget. I remember they played, uh, you know, finger 11. Yeah. Uh, you know that song, uh, one thing. Yep. They played a big tribute with that as the background song they showed multiple of his like most legendary matches they played the uh royal rumble where he won in its entirety where he was in it for like an hour and a half or some shit just paying tribute to this man and like celebrating him as much as possible i was like oh that fucking sucks that he died and like i wonder what happened go to bed wake up the next day um and wwe puts out this giant apology i remember when they put the next episode of smackdown the very beginning of the episode was vince mcmahon essentially demonizing him and talking about they went into it not knowing all the details his name is essentially going to be scrubbed from everything they've ever done and demonizing him Mm -hmm. like just completely throwing him away which is deserved i'm not like bashing them for that at all yeah um but they lost a lot of good uh, PR and faith with a lot of the community after that. Mm-hmm. And the numbers just kept dropping. Um, so what ended up happening was after a weekend of not being, not having to work, apparently you had multiple, multiple phone calls with some of his friends, like especially Chavo Guerrero and hearing conflicting reports from police, neighbors, and like Chavo and WWE, come to find out that he, I think, first killed his wife. Yeah, on the first night. Yeah. And then he killed his son. Everyone thinks there's uh, what evidence leads them to believe is that he had a psychotic break and was getting extremely into religion. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people are also tying this to like CTE and stuff like that. He suffocated his son and then like the Bible tried to bring him back by jumping on his chest. Yes. And is uh, in sequence, basically breaking all of his ribs and mm-hmm. a lot of his other bones. Yeah. And he, he strangled Nancy. 
Oh, he did. Uh, I, I, was, I wasn't 100 yeah, percent sure on that one. He he strangled her from the back. So he had what they what I, on this podcast I was doing. He had his knee on her back, and he used so much force that he basically broke her back too. Well, well, he strangled her. I mean, which isn't doesn't seem like that much for someone who was on that much steroids yeah. and and had, plus like related to the CTE. Going back to the CTE thing, like they said, his brain resembled an 85 year old Alzheimer's patient. Yeah, I heard that too. Yeah. It's fucking wild. So, um, and then oh, uh, one thing that I'm also kind of surprised about. I don't know if you you couldn't find it now because I know they've gone back and edited it. But the WrestleMania about two years ago, maybe three. It was like the first one when COVID happened, so 2020. It was Edge versus Randy Orton, and the Dark Side of the Ring documentary episodes had just come out about this. And they essentially recreated the spot where he committed suicide. It's really fucked up. Um, so for those that don't know, the way he killed himself was he got like, mm, let's just say around like 200 pounds on a cable machine. Mm-hmm. And he kind of figured out a way to get it elevated, wrapped it around his neck and then kicked out whatever had it he had elevating it and hung himself and snapped his neck. Yeah. Um which is fucking intense. Yeah. <laughs> and it was really weird to see in sequence the dark side of the ring episodes come out basically saying that and then have I can't remember if it was Edge or Randy Orton but one of them wrapping a cable from a weightlifting machine around the other dude's neck. Like it was fucking bananas. Uh, and then like two days later, they edited it out of the, uh, broadcast. <laughs> it's fucking insane. Um, so there, what conspiracy theories have you heard? Um, there was one that say, that said that, I don't know if it was, I was trying to say one, uh, there was another wrestler that supposedly was mess like messing around with Nancy Benoit. Or something. It wasn't a pet. I don't know, but it, uh, it was probably her ex-husband. Yeah, they uh, say he killed them or some shit. Kevin like that. Sullivan. Yeah, uh, because so this is another thing, and I think we've talked about this on the podcast before. Kevin Sullivan used to book a lot of WCW, and he literally wrote his own divorce because he wrote this storyline where Nancy started cheating on him with Chris Benoit, so they had to spend a lot of time with each other. Yeah, they actually did. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And apparently, one of his his biggest character in wrestling was that he was a Satanist. And so, a lot of people took that to the next level and assumed that he actually was. And because of everything that happened, went after him and her as revenge and killed them that night. And this guy is convinced that that was the case. I mean, um, he says, I believe he was murdered because there's too many inconsistencies in the in- investigation. Everything pointed to be a knee during his call with Chavo. Was it Sullivan? Maybe it's possible. Maybe not. There was motive and alleged death threats over a few years now. Okay. Yeah. See, and I, I've, I, the one of the wildest ones I've ever heard, and obviously you can't put a lot of credence into this one. I'm just saying. Yeah. I've heard that um, a lot of people think that like WWE is into like the Satanism thing too. Oh, shit. <laughs> and that they essentially did it as like a sacrifice or some bullshit, which they have never paid tribute to someone like that without information coming out ever before. So yeah. it was fishy, but I think that might be jumping the shark a little too much. 
Yeah, they probably just heard about it and like reaction. Yeah, reactionary. It's fucking emotional, especially when it's like a brutal slaying that way. Like it's just fucking crazy. Um, and then there was another one, a really weird. I can't remember what website it was, but the night that he didn't show up, uh, he this guy wrote something on like a blog basically saying that his wife and kid had been found dead in their house. And this was about 10 hours before cops were ever called. He to his wrote house. this? Yeah. Some, no, no, just some random like blogger. Okay. Wrote this to where he ended up getting contacted by police and everything being like, okay, like how did you know that this happened? And shit like that. And dude tried to claim he never knew anything. He was just like writing fan fiction for himself basically. <laughs> so it's like, there was a lot of weird shit going on at the time that pe- a bunch of people tried to point to. Like, was that Chris Benoit? <laughs> I mean, that wouldn't surprise me either. That's creepy. Like, it, a lot of this shit's creepy. Yeah. It's fucking insane. So, it, it's one of those things, like, I, I don't have, like, an exciting way to tell the story. Like, this isn't a true crime podcast by any means, but this is no. one of the ones that has... It sticks with me because of like how vivid it was, how young we were. I think I was 12, 13, 12. Yeah, 12. So it's, it's fucking wild. That was like my first real experience like with remembering something true crime related. Yeah. Oh, and we uh, didn't talk about the... Was it the voicemail or... It was probably a voicemail that he left Chavo, right? Uh, yeah, I believe... Uh, I can't remember if it was a voicemail or just a phone call. Yeah. yeah. One and two, you already said that the side gate to his house would be open and the dogs were outside or something like that. Yeah. And Chavo just thought it was kind of weird, but then he, he's like, I'll just call him in the morning. Yeah. And it was too late by then. Uh, and if you watch the Dark Side of the Ring documentary, uh, there's multiple phone calls. It's not just one. Oh. So, uh, and that's why, like, it's not, like, super, super fresh in my head, but, like, there are the things that I just cannot forget about it. Um, but, yeah, if you go watch that, it's I highly recommend it. It's two hours I mean, yeah. it's like 46 minutes each episode. They're fantastically done. Uh, just as good as mo- most uh, Sword and Scale episodes, I'd say. Okay. Like the good ones. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to see hear him do it. Oh. I would pay him to do it. It'd be yeah. fucking insane. Yeah. Because, you know, he'd dig up more details than we'd know, probably. Oh, yeah. You, he'd find ways to get access to all the uh, yep. uh, files and shit and... Oh my god, that would be the best episode of Sword and Scale ever. Yeah. Split that into a two-parter. Oh yeah. Especially for people who don't remember it, like that would be fucking crazy. Cuz like I feel like a lot of like people have forgotten about it. Like I, not wrestling fans, yeah, wrestling yeah. fans obviously, but like majority like well dude, like his name is like a fucking dirty word depending on who you say it to. Yeah. Like there are people who still stick by him, which are fucking it amazes the shit out of me. Who's one person that you think would still stick by most of everything well there's this guy on reddit who thinks that what's his face killed him kevin sullivan yeah so there has to be more like him uh well i'm saying like mainstream super popular wrestlers that like well there's people that will, do will not bash him really yeah like, oh to it, this it, one of his chris right jerica yeah that's the one that blows my mind obviously chavo is not going to talk shit but like chris jerica has never come out and said he doesn't believe that he didn't do it but he wouldn't surprise me if he thought that way. Like that's the type he's of person talks about him. Period. No, he talks about him all the time. He does tribute episodes to him on his podcast still. 
like talking about the good shit. And like, I remember he did a podcast episode with uh, Dave Meltzer, who's like the leading mind in wrestling critics. Um, he's like who everybody, like if it's a five-star match, it came out of Dave Meltzer's mouth, mm. like stuff like that. Um, where they basically just talk about Chris Benoit's best matches, like celebrating the memory of him and not trying to pay attention to just the monster. So like, it's cool as a respect thing for your friend, but at a certain point it's like there's victims. Yeah. And, but he also has been super involved in continuing to help support Chris's other two kids that survived. Mm. Uh, David and I can't remember his daughter's name. David looks, he looks uh, a little out there. I mean, understandably so. That, his dad was like, you listen to everything with him, and his dad was like his fucking hero. Yeah. As most kids, he would have been like t- 10, 12 years old when his brother and dad and stepmom all died. Like, that's got to fuck you up. Like, I was around his age when that happened to him. Like, it, it it's, it's going to change your outlook on the world. Mm-hmm. There's going to be so much therapy that you have to go through why not me type shit uh like that has to be harmful to any kid Mm -hmm. let alone in that public of a view like it's insane yeah yeah it's a fucking it's a rough story yeah uh but yeah so if if anybody gets a chance to go watch those it's on hulu it's for well it's as long as you pay for hulu it's free yeah. <laughs> uh otherwise you got to pay for it on youtube and stuff like that it's it's definitely worth a couple hours of your life you don't have to watch every episode of dark side of the ring but it's it's a it's one that isn't just for wrestling fans yeah i kind of wish opinion. they did that made it like turn it into an audio version too Ooh, i mean i just i've tried looking it. for it and on, on spotify seeing it wasn't there see so. i what i do is when i listen to it what i would do because I was driving a trash truck at Waste Management yeah. at the time. I just put it on, let it play through the Bluetooth, and didn't even look at the fucking screen. Mm. I know that's not great for battery life, <laughs> but it was my only options at the time. Yeah. But. Uh, definitely wow, it's fucking wild. Yeah. Do you have anything else? Any more de- details uh, on it that you know? On that one, nothing that I can specifically think of off the top of my head. I mean, it is definitely like probably at least in my head the most memorable like wrestling tragedy period uh i can't really think of anything else that like rivals it i mean there's definitely been like assassinations that have happened in wrestling there have been assassinations yeah uh dino bravo there's an episode on that uh taken out by the mob most likely uh there's uh the episode you know who you've ever heard of bruiser brody sounds familiar so people used to take wrestling a lot more seriously than they do (laughs) now and he was wrestling this guy in puerto rico and uh something happened uh dudes were beefing and he ended up stabbing him to death in the locker room dude never got charged wow yeah like crazy shit but like that's in the 80s okay um and that wasn't i think they were wrestling in like panama or puerto rico or something like that Mm. um uh i'm trying to think what's that guy's name again which one the one we just talked about when he got stabbed uh uh bruiser brody that dude is a lot of people hold him up as like the icon of like 
more indie style wrestling in the 80s and 70s. He was a huge name, like, that could have rivaled, like, Hulk Hogan and stuff. Stabbed to death by Jose Gonzalez. Yes. That's fucking wild, dude. Yeah, so there's a lot of these stories on Dark Side of the Ring that are extremely interesting, and if this episode does nothing except for turn on, like, one person to that show, I'll be happy. Yes, I'm definitely going to watch. I don't know if I'll watch it tonight, because when we talk about dark shit at night, I just feel like I'm being watched. That's fair. I, I've gotten that vibe before. Yeah. I, I will say, I used to have that feeling a lot more before I met my wife, because now I have someone with me. Right, <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, I'm good. There, there are times where I smoke a little too much, she <laughs> falls asleep, <laughs> and I'm like checking out the window every five <laughs> seconds. I'm like, I'm not okay. Uh, I remember the other day, my dad went out to go start the grill for food for Father's Day, and I had forgotten he went outside, and he started walking back in, and I thought someone was just breaking into the house to, like, fucking do some shit, and I had, like, no reaction. I was fucking frozen in fear. And I was like, Just oh. during the day? No, this was, like, like midnight. Uh, it was a uh, brisket. He had to start it early. Oh, okay. So, uh, but I was just like, oh, my God, I'm going to die right now. <laughs> I was like, Holy wait, shit. high for this shit. God damn. Um... Yeah, I can't think of anything else on that. Are, yeah. are there any like um, vivid memories of like you witnessing like the breakdown of a true crime thing happening? Not like doesn't even have to be in person. Just even like witnessing it on the news, like remembering where you were and like what you were doing. I can think of two specific ones for a me. Big one that happened back in two thousand one, I think it was, was that uh, Lacey Peterson one. See, I don't know if I remember this one. I remember it being like in, because my uh, parents had like magazines and shit mm. in the bathroom and stuff, you know? And I remember seeing her all the time. Hmm. I didn't know exactly what was going on with it, but I remember seeing her everywhere. Yeah. Until, and then I looked into it later on. Um, that one, and then the Chris Watts one was a big one, even though it's oh, yeah. more recent, but. Oh, yeah. I remember that one as it happened. Um, yeah, those two. See, I'll never forget. <clears throat> Uh, the Natalie Bollinger one. Oh, yeah, that one too. I'll never forget Jessica Ridgway. Um, yeah. That one, s- still one of the darkest things I can remember. I think I was like 17. Yeah, we, uh, it wasn't my dad's car club, but I forgot what car club it was, but they had a benefit like cruise for Jessica Ridgway after it happened. So I remember going to that. That's wild. Um, yeah. I know the guy who found her body. Really? Uh, yeah. I don't want to say his name, yeah. um, but he was a uh, driver at Waste Management and found her while he was working. She was in the field, right? From what I remember. Uh, she was in the field. So what what happened was he rolled up on these two guys from Waste Connections that were sitting on the side of the road looking at something. So he jumped out and he's like, hey, what's going on? And they're like, oh, no, we don't want to do that. We're just fucking bouncing out. And like they like, were freaked out? Yeah, they're like, no, we're not fucking sticking around. We don't want to talk to cops. We're leaving. And he's like, no, I'm fucking calling the cops. Like, y'all to do whatever you want, but like, we need to take care of this and figure out what's going on. And then later identified it as her body. And he, uh, waste management, the one thing I will say they have done right is by him. He gets comped a week every year of vacation. Regardless, no matter what he gets, it, it doesn't go against anything. He gets full pay for it every year for the anniversary of him finding her body. So I'm like, that's fucking cool, but it sucks that it had to happen. Yeah, I don't know what I'd do if I found that. That'd, <sighs> that'd probably scar me forever. Yeah, it'd be fucking rough. Especially, like, what was she, like, 11 or 12? 
Yeah, and it wasn't even the whole body. Yeah, it was like the torso. Yeah, so that, that'd be rough. I got chills thinking about it right now. Yeah, it's fucking gross. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then I also remember the Sandy Hook shooting. I I remember it, but then I don't at the same time. I remember watching like the live news as it was going on, and yeah. it was just fucking. Because I was 2012. We were in high school. Yeah, well, I was uh, homeschooled at the time. Oh, okay. so that's the only reason I sat watching it the whole fucking time. Yeah, uh, it's just fucking insane. Like, mm-hmm. it is crazy how easy it is to pick out moments that are like that important to like yourself and remember exactly where you were around the time they. Oh, I got one too. Um, it happened. Was it two years ago? Two or three years ago? There was that chick, I forget her name, but she was, like, inspired by the Columbine shooters and shit, and she drove to Colorado oh, to yeah. repeat something, and then people were, like, schools were shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, even near, like, Brighton and shit, there were schools that were shutting down because she was in the area. Yeah. And eventually they found her, she killed herself at some national park or some shit. It's it's fucking wild. Yeah. But uh, I, remember, I remember finding her website that she posted about. It was a depressing fucking website. It would have like diary entries and she'd put like Nine Inch Nails songs on there and it was fucking weird. Hmm. But yeah, she was, yeah, I remember that. That happened. There's a moment, and I'll, I'll never say, hey, I understand where they're coming from at any point, but like, there's a moment after each one of these things happens where you have to sit there and really, really think about like, where did shit break down? Yeah, where'd it go wrong? Yeah, like, where did it become a thing where there was no going back? And, like, how did you convince yourself this was the right thing to do? Yeah, and how do you stay on that track? Like, how do you just stay, like, continue to, like, push through to do what you're in as well? Yeah, it's just, it, like, because I've, I remember struggling to shoot a fucking uh, antelope the first time I went hunting. Yeah. Just, like, getting your mind and body to, like, react to that trigger because what you're doing is fucking heavy. And like after that, every antelope I hunted wasn't as big of like the hesitation there, but like, I don't think it would be the same for going after like a person. Yeah. It's just measuring that to what, like I have a hard time like jumping while fucking like bungee jumping or something. I'd be terrified to jump out of an airplane with a parachute on my back. I would never do it. <laughs> Even with safety measures, that shit's scary. Yeah. There's no safety measure for killing somebody. Yeah. It's just, you do it. Yeah. And there's no going back. And to be in that mind state, is, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's fucking dark. That is... It's creepy. Yeah. It's... Oh, it's wild for sure. Yeah. Because, yeah, you got even stuff like the... Kurt Cobain thing was like wild too. Yeah. So, um, conspiracy the, theories about that, obviously. But. Oh yeah. The conspiracy theories. That's, that's that one of the more convincing ones to me. I will agree with that one. Yeah. That's one I can say is a lot easier to believe than all the conspiracy theories I've heard about Jim Morrison. You didn't find his body, right? Jim or, Morrison. No, they found his body. He was, uh, found dead in a bathtub in Paris. Okay. Um, but, they don't know what I think. Well, it's gone now, right? What his body? I could have sworn there's something oh, no. about his body uh, being gone. No, his uh, headstone is regularly stolen oh, from his grave. Okay. okay. Uh, there's a lot of conspiracy theories about whether or not his body 
is the one buried in his plot. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. But that's yeah. It's like the people who say Tupac's still alive. So that and they say Paul McCartney died back in 1960. The you have the whole yeah. you play that one Beatles that's, song backwards. Ooh, and it's yeah, I killed I, Paul. I remember talking. to See, I get chills right now thinking about it. Um, I've heard people say Eminem has been replaced twice. Yeah, it's not true. I'm like, you guys are reaching. I know, that's really reaching. But we, uh, when we were in high school, we, me and Justin, she used to talk about that Beatles thing all the time. I remember talking about it when we were like going to sleep at his house. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like... <laughs> You're so like, oh, like, I can't sleep now. Yeah, people are someone's watching me. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of creepy shit like that. But yeah, Kurt Cobain, I wouldn't be surprised if they came out and said somebody killed him. Somebody? Courtney Love killed like, him. It's fucking... Yeah. If there's anybody, that's the one I would believe. Yeah. I don't want to go into details on how he did it, but the way that it was found that, doesn't really yeah. point to him doing it himself. Yeah. That's my one of my favorite um, lines from Bo Burnham, too, though. Uh, that song, Kill Yourself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, um, like the end of the song, uh, talking about ways to kill yourself, and the last one is marrying Courtney Love. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> fucking rough fucking ballsy but yeah that's uh that's one of the rougher ones yeah um and come to think about it though it is a lot more of a common story than it should be yeah especially like spousal murder mm-hmm. um uh what's his name phil hartman phil uh remember jingle all the way oh yeah that uh the the other dad trying to steal his wife his uh, girlfriend wife girlfriend girlfriend i think killed him yep um and that was one of joe rogan's like best fucking friends so he talks about that all the time um a lot of people i've heard recently accuse andy dick of being the reason that uh phil hartman is dead Which is because wild. he was loading her up with drugs before they went home that night I'm like, can you really? She still did it. Yeah. It, it wasn't like it was. He forced her to do it or something. Yeah. Um. It still sucks, but. How did he, did he shoot, shoot him? Yeah. Okay. She shot him. And then I, oh, I'll never forget listening to Joe Rogan. You know who Steve Gutenberg is? Sounds familiar. Um. He says he'll never forget turning on the news and Steve Gutenberg showed up in front of Phil Hartman's house and he's all doing like press and shit to try to get himself some clout. That's fucking gross. Let's see, 1998. Uh, O.J. Simpson. Oh, it was his wife. It was his wife. Nicole Brown. Oh, the, the uh, Phil Hartman's? Yeah. Visit an Italian restaurant with producer Christine Zander, who said she was in a good frame of mind. They had drinks after returning home. Brain had a heated argument with Phil, after which he went to bed. She entered the bedroom sometime before 3 a.m. As he slept, fatally shot him once between the eyes. Once in the throat and once in the upper chest. Jesus. With a thirty-eight caliber handgun. Jesus. She was taking Zoloft and they've been drinking alcohol and recently used cocaine. Good God. Fucking the fucking head, throat, and chest. Jesus Christ. I, I'm honestly at this point I'm just trying to like look up celebrity murders. Uh one of the biggest Very ones and the most popular ones is an obvious one. It's the Manson murders. Oh yeah. Uh that's probably the most famous one. A hundred percent. Easily. 
because yeah. it was endlessly covered and she wasn't even that big of a star no like she was about shitty to be. As it is. oh yeah shitty as it is to say like yeah she was like on the precipice of like success yep and it was like just taken away from her and one thing that also brought that uh big spotlight to back in the 90s was nine inch nails rec- recorded the downward spiral in that house uh, and immediately after they left they it got um, didn't marilyn manson record a couple songs in there too couple from a uh, portrait of american family mm-hmm. yeah because yeah trent Reznor produced that album too but immediately after all that was done after 94 they tore the house down okay yeah um which is wild would you stay in that house and record an album <laughs> it'd be interesting but i don't think it would bother me until yeah. nighttime <laughs> yeah and <laughs> then i'd be like, like i'm ah, fucking getting out of here yeah uh f- i'm trying to think oh then i mean like this one isn't completely related to those but then you have john lennon's death john lennon uh you got christina grimmy which is more recent more recent um you got uh marilyn monroe yeah that one was more self and it was self-inflicted but there's a lot of conspiracy theories of that too and the jfk yeah she was yeah um uh, you got Amy Winehouse, um, Selena, Selena, which Tupac. is bullshit because her dad basically killed her. Oh yeah, Jehovah's Witness. They don't believe in blood transfusions. Careful what you say. Just kidding. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> They're watching. Oh God. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> Sorry. God damn it. Huh? <laughs> He's gonna be fucking looking for Jehovah's Witness. Oh all night. fuck. <laughs> I got chills. Oh fuck! You got Tupac, Tupac, um, Biggie. Fuck uh, yeah, Biggie. There's no conspiracy about that. He died. He died. <laughs> I mean, there's the conspiracy of whether or not uh, it was in retaliation for the Tupac thing. I don't think it was. I think it was Diddy. I, Diddy orchestrated it. The Biggie part mm-hmm. that killed Biggie. Mm-hmm. I mean, that wouldn't surprise me either. I mean, the fucker kept making money off of him after he was dead. Fuck tons. Yeah. So. How much money did he make off of the fucking, uh, he had to make a bunch of money off of even that Tupac documentary, uh, Resurrections. Yeah. Because they did that fucking collab. Oh, uh. From the Beyond the Grave. Yeah. I yeah. love that fucking song, though. It's a good song. Um. It's a creepy song. Um. Oh, you got the dude. I forget the actor's name, but he died on the set of the Twilight Zone movie. Mm. Uh, when the helicopter crashed. Forget the actor's name, but he died there. Wasn't it a kid? And a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, you got the little girl from the poltergeist. Got killed oh, by yeah. her dad, I think. I think a lot of people from that movie ended up dying. Yeah, that movie's cursed. They said that movie's cursed. Even the set of The Exorcist was cursed. Nobody died. Oh, actually, the guy... You remember in The Exorcist? Have you seen it? I've not seen okay. it all the way there's through. A, I've seen bits. There's an actor in it who died of a couple months after the filming was done. I heard I that. I forgot how, yeah. but he died. I yeah. heard that as well. Yeah. Um... Okay, so obviously, so I'm just running through the list real quick. Running uh, through the six with my woes. woes. You know how that shit goes. Who's Natalie Wood? Natalie Wood. Uh, sounds familiar, but I can't pinpoint exactly. You know how that shit goes. Don't fuck with them. They too are rushing to woe. Jam Master J. He was he murdered? Someone shot him oh, in a recording yeah, in a studio. studio. He got fucking massacred. Yeah, they fucking lit him up. Jeez. Marvin Gaye, killed by his own father. Yep. JFK, obviously. Uh, Dimebag Daryl, shot and killed on, on stage. stage. During a damage plan set. Jesus. 
2004. December 2004. December 8th, 2004. Yep. That's good. Corey Taylor's birthday. Oh, fuck. Weren't they friends? Yeah. Like, really good friends? Yeah. Doesn't he mention him a bunch of time in all of his books? Yeah, well, he mentions him a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, Tupac. Sam Cooke. I think I remember hearing about this. Was shot and killed on December 11th, 1964 by hotel manager. Uh, oh, Sam Cooke, yeah. Ruled his death a justifiable homicide. Which is crazy to say. Claimed Cook had threatened her life after attempting to rape a young woman. Yeah. Uh, Nicole Brown Simpson. <laughs> uh, uh, who's Adrian Shelley? Adrian Shelley. Do you recognize her from anything? A little bit. I just can't put my finger on it, though. Uh, XXX Tentacion. Obviously. Princess Diana. Obviously. That's a big one. They say the British government killed her. Oh, yeah. A lot of conspiracy theories on that one, which I believe those ones, too, honestly. I do. Uh, You got... Are you doing deaths? Like, just, like, people who got killed, or... No, just celebrities that got killed. Celebrities lost to murder, basically. Okay. Of any sort. Okay. Just real quick. These are just the top 25. Uh, this one, I don't think should count as a celebrity because it's only a celebrity because of the situation. But John JonBenet Ramsey. Oh, yeah. It's really famous. I, yeah, it's really famous. Did they ever find her? No. I don't think her body was ever recovered. Really? Uh, let's see. Oh, no. Yeah. Sorry. I misspoke. Her body was found in her basement after her mother, oh. Patsy, said she uh, found a ransom note demanding $118,000 for her return. Yeah, they say either her parents did it or her brother did it. And there's um, also that guy who they... Who had a picture of her. And essentially claimed he did it, but there's a lot of conspiracy theories saying that the parents paid him to say he did it. Yeah. Weird shit like that. Because like, uh, you found her in the basement. It's kind of an odd place for yeah. someone from the outside to fucking put it. So, uh, Yeah, it, it's very curious. Um, um, oh, Elizabeth Short. Oh, yeah. Black Dahlia Black Murder. Dahlia. Uh, you got that one actress i don't know if you can find it i forget her name but she was in a hit like 80s show she was like early 20s and a crazed fan shot and killed her at her front door when she opened it he posed as someone deliver mail to her let me see if i can Hmm. find it um because i got on here i have dominique dunn dorothy stratton biggie got selena anton yelchin Oh, fuck. That one's not really murder, though. I know, but... That one's still fucked. By a G, that's fucked up. (laughs) Fuck it. Oh, dude, that one made me sad, because I loved him. 19-year-old fan Robert John Bardo shot and killed... uh, What's her name? Uh, Rebecca Schaefer at her home. I I think I literally just passed her. I didn't know who she was. Yeah. Yeah, yep. (laughs) Uh, um, Yeah, it's fucked up, too. And then you got... so, uh, Gianni Versace. Versace, Versace. Medusa head on me like Illuminati. I did like that song. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, like, there's no end to, like, tragedy in the news. But, like, for yeah. some reason, like, those big ones stick with you. Weirdly, though, the one that didn't stick with me, 
the Aurora Theater shooting, like when it happened where I was. Oh shit! Yeah, I was around when it happened too. I was actually in New Mexico when uh, I got a text message from my mom. I think it was. It was my mom or dad, and all it just said it was guy shot up a theater dressed as the Joker because that's what initially came out. He was dressed mm-hmm. as a Joker, and then he came out to find he was in armor and shit. Yeah, it was fucking yeah. And I will never forget his name. That one's fucking like etched into my brain. Yeah. It's it's wild like how big of an effect mass murderers and serial killers can actually like have on society. Yeah. It, imagine if that bomb went off that he booby trapped his, apartment, his apartment with. It makes you imagine that shit went oh off. Oh my god. Especially if it wasn't a cop trying to get in yeah. and they hadn't already evacuated the building. Yeah. Because I think initially didn't like someone else try to open the door. I don't know. I'm not too sure. It's fucking terrifying. Yeah, it's fucking wild. (sighs) It's fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, Is there anything else you can think of to add to this episode? There's a cool true pie. True pie. True. (laughs) (laughs) There's a cool true crime podcast that's based out of Denver. That's pretty cool. You should listen to. It's called the Lights Out Podcast. Nice. Do you know the people who produce it? I do not. They're big. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Lights Out? Lights Out. Yeah, they've it. done the Columbine one. They did Ooh. the James Home one. They did a bunch of like other stuff too. So they do a lot of the hometown hits. A couple, little majority of them are like just bigger cases. Okay. Uh, there's one case where this guy. Uh, I don't know if you heard of the. I forget what they're called, but there's these these really narrow caves in Utah. Something putty caves or some shit. Hmm. But anyway, there's a guy that went down there face first and got stuck, and they couldn't get him out. They actually got him out a little bit. And the cable snapped and pushed him in further. Oh. And so he just died in there. Yeah. I'm like, why would you go in those things anyway? They're so fucking narrow. Like, it's- yeah, like, I find joy and excitement in, like, climbing mountains and, like, small rock climbing. I'm terrified to even do the big shit that people do. Like, have you seen that fucking Alex Honnold dude? No. Um, it's, uh... So he does free climbing. Without cables. Oh, free solo thing? Free thing yeah, yeah that's, a, that's the one. It's on Disney or whatever. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> fucking insane. Just with his hands. Yeah. Climbs fucking anything. Yeah. It's, it's like a real life Spider-Man, but insane. Yeah, I just don't... I, I won't even do caves. I'll do a cave if it's like... Has a trail and everything and it's wide open. He climbed halfway up the Empire State Building. Without equipment. I don't get it. That is unreasonably high. That is just unreasonable to do. <sighs> like, call all the way up, coward. <laughs> <laughs> he was, uh, Joe Rogan had him on the podcast. And he's like, yeah, I climbed up halfway. And he's like, oh, just halfway? <laughs> he's like, yeah, I thought about going higher. He's like, no, don't do it. That's, yeah. You, do you like caves? I've never actually been to caves. I've been to Cave of the Winds, and I've been to Carlsbad Cave in New Mexico. I think it would be fun. I just haven't found one. And I would like to find one that's, like, not, like, tour-guided No, I'm stuff. not doing that shit. I think that would be fun. Fuck but no. But it would be the one fucking time I find, like, a fucking mountain lion or a bear. Or a bat person. Oh! <laughs> 
Or find Man Bear Pig. Or you go down further enough and then it turns out you're in hell and then you come back up. Fucking as above, so below. Yeah. Oh my god. What does the ending of that movie mean? Because they come back to the surface, but it's when they go deeper. So it's, I don't know what that movie means. Are they an alternate universe now? See, that's kind of how I read it too. Like, because they went through hell, obviously, to get to that. Yeah. I, I kind of read it as like a mirror reality, but I don't know for yeah. certain. I just know. Fuck that. I'm not going to a cave that's nobody's been in or people Don't. the catacombs. I'm not oh, doing it. I'm going to Paris. I need to go to the catacombs. Yeah, good luck. I'm not doing it. Bruh. Fuck yeah. Have you seen the video of a guy running? I don't know how they got the footage, but this guy was like running through the catacombs like someone was, something was chasing mm-hmm. him and he lost his way. Like, how did they get the footage? I don't know. Found the camera. <laughs> That's just terrifying to me. I fuck that. I'm only going on tour guided caves and they're <laughs> that are like wide open and it's like, uh, see, I don't know, man. I, I think shit like that would be fun. <laughs> I thought it was a dog at first, but someone's letting your dog out. I think. Yeah. Or there's a ghost in your house. No, just kidding. You're saying Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> <laughs> Or Amber heard as he was going to be like, no! Heard her baby, Oonga. Did you get my baby of Umaga for some reason? <laughs> you know he's dead too. What? Yeah. What the fuck? Also the Rock's cousin. <laughs> that is the fucking Jehovah's Witness. Um, How'd he die? I uh, believe drug overdose. He's Rikishi's brother. I knew that. And so that is a huge fucking family. And we're getting back into wrestling, but that's a huge fucking family. Yeah. Like generations back, two different wrestling families made The Rock. Yeah, it's crazy. It's nuts. Yeah. (sighs) I don't know if the third time was necessary, but it's fun. (laughs) Hold on. There. there it is. Okay, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna go to sleep tonight. <laughs> You'll be good. You'll be fine. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything else for this episode. No. <clears throat> so, my name is Anthony Stevens. My name is Damien Leva. I was waiting for Inigo Montoya. Uh, you kill my father. Prepare to die. No, I'm good. All right. Movie sucks. Harsh. I love that movie. So, <laughs> um, if you don't mind, <laughs> thank you for watching this episode of the Super Thwack Podcast. This has been a disjointed but fun episode of just kind of delving into true crime. Fun, darkly fun. <laughs> um, this was a fucking rough episode. I mean, it was rough. It was very dark, and it's something we choose. might try again down the road. Yeah. <clears throat> we'll we'll uh, try to curate some new stuff and more specific stuff, but uh, definitely keep an eye out for that. And just thank you for watching this episode. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and especially YouTube. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment, and uh, just kind of get involved in the community. Tell us some videos, you uh, ideas you'd like us to try in the future, and. Uh, Make sure to listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Make sure to like, rate, and subscribe. really helps us reach out to other viewers. We really appreciate it. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you. Peace. Peace.